This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Basically Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Schuster, and I'm so excited to share stories and interviews with you each week with those who are basically famous in my life. I believe these extraordinary people have great stories to tell, and I can't wait to share them all with you. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. I am so excited today to be joined by Addie Brown, and I met Addie through Cattle Raisers. Um, She came as a state 4-H council member to convention, and I kind of coordinated that, and then we've stayed in touch, become friends, now kind of running the same women in ag, cattle women circles, and we have a little involvement in Farm Bureau, but you're someone who, you know, you truly love being a cattle raiser, being a woman in agriculture, and you just are one of the greatest people. And I'm so glad I got to meet you. And now we're friends. And so Addie, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for uh, for having me. And I am so thankful for our friendship. And I look up to you so much as a role model. So I'm definitely so thankful for you and uh, your presence in my life. Um, so my name is Addie Brown. I am from Beeville, Texas. I was born and raised on our family owned and operated ranch there in Bee County. My brother and I are actually the fifth generation to live and work there on the ranch. Um, We have a cow-calf operation, a custom backgrounding yard, and I have been involved um, deeply in day-to-day operations there on the ranch since I can remember. Um, I had a a 4-H career throughout high school and, and middle school pretty much 10 years worth of worth of all that fun stuff. And uh, now I am a sophomore at West Texas A&M, go Buffs up in Canyon, Texas. So that's a little bit about me. Well, and your family's operation is very impressive. I had the chance to go take a little tour in October and um, just really love your whole family. They're the sweetest people. And your whole family is very involved from your mom, your dad, your brother, you all have a role and it is really unique because working with your family is very hard. <laughs> and yes. I always tell people like there are times I could throw my siblings across the room. <laughs> and so I can't imagine like working cattle with them because very rarely does it happen more than one of us is there. But you have this huge passion for agriculture and it's been something always kind of ingrained in your life. It's who you are. It's what you know. But was there like a specific moment when you were like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Yes, for sure. And mom and dad, I always say that they didn't raise us on the ranch. They raised us in the ranch. We um, I was intrinsically involved in every single aspect, day to day, hour to hour operations. It started off as I was in diapers, riding around, checking cattle with mom and dad and riding in the feed truck with dad and then uh, I as I got a little older I started riding and helping them gather cattle before our before our cow works and uh, as I got older and bigger and stronger I got more responsibilities and and when I would get my schoolwork done after that I would go to work and I would go to work with mom and dad and 
So I'm very thankful that I've been able to quite literally work alongside my parents for my whole life. But I remember, and this is what, when people ask me this question, this is, this is always my answer because it's such a profound moment and I'll, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. I was about 12 or 13. We were at a cattle raisers convention and I was three months old when I went to my first convention. I've not missed one since. Um, it's definitely a family. Um, our, that's our vacation in the year. That's, that's our big vacation. So I was at this convention and for whatever reason this time, I was paying attention. I think things just started to click a little more. I was really paying attention to the keynote speakers, the opening general session, all the meetings that I would sit through with dad. I was really paying attention this time. And I could see how my dad would go from working on the ranch, running this ranch every single day, to then go and stand with these industry professionals and gather with people and discuss industry issues and how to fix them, change them, you know, do away with them, whatever it was, he would go from the ranch and then in an instant be able to go with professionals in, in the beef industry and stand and discuss all these things. And I saw that correlation and how important it was. And it's, it's not just about riding and working cattle. There's a bigger picture to all of it. And that's when I realized I can, I could do both one day. Um, so that was a really profound moment when I was able to see my dad go from horseback to a suit and hat visiting with, with these professionals. Well, and that's so awesome. And I have, you know, very similar experience. Like I realized there was more to this than just ranching. And I was like, yeah. okay, I could do this. Um, yeah. And your dad is someone who, you know, has testified for us and, and been to the Capitol and done those things. And so in college now, what are you studying and what are your goals? Kind of what is your, your dream world from here? Yes. So I am majoring in agriculture, media and communications. I have a minor in animal science and I came in actually with an animal science major, um, but decided to switch because I'm getting to learn about kind of a sector of agriculture that I did not have a whole lot of training and knowledge of. I, I really enjoy writing. I love photography, but I didn't really understand the logistics side of it and really the, the business and the, the deep dive into it. And so that's why I decided to ultimately switch majors and learn about about ag media and communications. And my parents told me and my brother, if y'all want to come back to the ranch one day, y'all need to bring something new to the table. Because while it is, while we are a family and we're very involved as a family on the ranch, it's still a business. And you you have to treat it like a business, even though, even though it, it's a family, you have to treat it like a business. And so I'm working towards this degree. I would love to get my master's from Texas A&M. I'm not sure in what quite yet, um, but I'm very interested in the policy side of things and specifically at the cattle organization level. So that's uh, kind of what I'm pushing towards ultimately to, to go back home and step up next to dad and, and run the ranch while also having, um, you know, a professional a professional appearance in, in these cattle organizations that do mean so much to me. Well, and I love that. And so in this season of life, you're really having to balance 
you live far from your parents. It's like yeah. seven or eight hours, isn't it? Yes, eight and a half hours. <laughs> okay. And so you're having to balance. It's really, I'm in the same situation. I live almost seven hours from my family and being away and being support, but then also like maximizing your time when you're home to help them. And so how have you found this balance of school, being on the ranch and supporting your family from afar? Yeah, it's it's hard. It's definitely, a, like you said, it, it is a balance. You have to figure out how to balance it. And it it's hard when you go from being so involved every single day, going to work every single day, and then all of a sudden, oh, I have to go sit in class and I don't get to just walk out my front door and go look at cattle and horses. Um, so that has been interesting to figure out, but I've learned that, you know, my job right now is to get this degree and my job is to be a student. And so that's, I think when I kind of shifted my mind to think more like that and this right now, this is how I'm, I'm helping my family and our business. And of course I get the kind of the weekly updates of how cattle work went this week or how, you know, this scan day went, you know, whatever it is, I get the kind of the call at the end of the week and all the updates. Um, so they still keep me very, very involved and, uh, and up to date. So it's, but it has been a, a balance and something that has been a little bit of a struggle, but I think um, I'm kind of getting through the kind of the hardest part of it, maybe. Well, and I know your parents are very supportive, you know, and so they just like support you in this endeavor and have been very, they've cheered you on and no matter what it is you've wanted to do. I feel my parents are the same way and like they never pushed staying in agriculture on me. Um, right. They just allowed me the opportunity to do so. And yes. so I love how you're, you've really embraced the season and being where your feet are planted. You've taken new opportunities. You've talked about you're on the horse judging team. You're hugely involved in the Collegiate Farm Bureau at WT, which in my opinion is, is probably the biggest and most successful Collegiate Farm Bureau in Texas. Um, yes. And I work with all of them. So you have just really taken this opportunity to grow as a leader and develop your skills. And so what is something you know, when you went to college, you decided like, this is what I'm going to do to develop myself as a leader. Was it getting involved in an organization, getting a job, or is it simply the going away eight and a half hours from home? Yeah, I, I definitely um, wanted to get involved in those organizations, like you said, and I joined Collegiate Farm Bureau my freshman, you know, fall freshman semester up here, and it, it just stuck. And I've gotten really involved with them and I've enjoyed um, kind of a leadership position that I have gotten to to have in the club now, which is really fun. I'm also involved in Ag Communicators of Tomorrow, and that's also been another great club. Um, but I think because these clubs help you develop your professionalism, whether it's your communication skills in ACT or just your overall knowledge and understanding of agriculture, in Farm Bureau, I think organizations like that are such a great way to add value to your your professionalism and just just yourself as a as a person um, and grow your just your knowledge and and not be complacent and always just saying what else can I learn what else can I do I might not be able to be on a horse right now working cattle at home but 
you know, I can sit here and I can listen to this guest speaker talk about policy or whatever it might be. And I can retain that information and then use it later, later to help. So that's how I've kind of found that I can be developing my skills and growing while I might not get to be sitting on a horse. <laughs> well, if you could give someone who's wanting to get into agriculture any advice, what would it be? I would say don't come in acting like you know everything. Have a very open mind and come in with, you know, I might have some knowledge, I might have some, you know, some experience, or I might not, but hey, I'm going to take every single opportunity I can, and I'm going to learn as much as I can. Because when you, when you approach and enter a situation with that mindset, you will get so much more out of it. Instead of going in, you know, with, oh, I'm, I'm going to be in agriculture. And so I just, I just know everything. Well, let's, let's learn. Let's take the opportunity to learn and grow your knowledge and then, and then go out and present it and use it. Um, that, that's probably my biggest piece of advice. And that's the, the biggest thing that I've seen help a lot of people is just going with a very humble attitude and so willing to learn and just put your head down and work really hard. Well, I think we can both say that this is a man-dominated industry. Now, more and more women are getting involved every day, and it's I love that, and that's the whole point of this podcast is to showcase women in the industry, but it's something where I really feel like I've had to work really hard to gain the respect of men, and so it's like you have to come in. You have to be humble about it. You have to – sometimes you have to just sit there and listen, and you don't speak. And then one day they're going to call on you and it's going to be your time to shine. And that's the point when kind of, I feel like the respect transitions and then now they have this respect for you. You have a a greater sense of respect for them. And it's, it's really, I agree with you. Like so many people want to come in guns blazing. And I really, like, I got so humbled when I started working at calories. It was like, I was 22 or 23, I think 22. I was this girl, like, you know, and I was like, I don't really know that much about animal science, but like, I'm a people person. I got this. And it was like, I was literally talking to cranky old men on the phone every day who were like, basically yelling at me. And it was like, okay, like we are starting at ground zero, girl. Like you could do this, but it is hard. Right. Yeah, so, it's it's definitely a, a learning curve. <laughs> it is. And I think learning the different demographics and age is very mm-hmm. different. How you and I would converse is way different than we'd converse with a mentor versus, you know, a guy who's been in the industry for 65 years. Right. And, yeah. and learning how to have those different conversations and balancing them is something, you know, I feel like you've been prepared very well to do, especially through your training with 4-H, then your experiences at a variety of things. And so you're very well-spoken, you know how to have conversations with people, and that is a unique skill set in its own. Well, thank you. Thank you. I've, it's definitely something that I, I work to grow um, every day. And in our, in our business back home, our customers are, they mean the world to us. And they know that when they shake our hand, it's, it still means something. And that's always been my favorite side of, of kind of the job is the, the customer service part of it and getting to know, um, know who you're feeding cattle for and 
we we know our customers so well and it's it's just so fun that's definitely my favorite side of it is kind of that that relations the customer service side of it you're like me I always tell people no matter what I do I'm in the people business Mm -hmm. And I just love people. And I love being to say, Hey, how's your grandkids? Or, Hey, how's your daughter? And I've learned people don't love to talk about their kids, but they really love to talk about their grandkids. And yes. that's always a good subject. If you're around someone, I have oversee interns and they always are like, I'm just like really worried about when someone calls me. And I'm like, look, you can always pull the, like, Hey, I'm an intern you know, I need to talk to my boss. I said, but once they learn you're an intern, they're going to want to know where you went to school, what you're studying, what you want to do. Like right. people just want to connect. And so when they can find that connection, it means so much to them. And so yes. talking about connections, you know, what does being a cowgirl mean to you? Yeah. So I think, um, over the, over the years, I've kind of seen that this word take on a more, um, or take on a, a different, perspective I think people use it in a little different way now and I'm seeing it being used as more of a way to describe like an attitude um a cowgirl someone who's confident and strong and a hard worker never gives up and I think for sure you know a good cowgirl is all of those things and so much more um for me I I choose to kind of use it a little bit more more literally and kind of from where where the word originated from um I mean I've I am a cowgirl. I ride horses. I, I work cattle. I grew up on a ranch, you know, so I think I kind of choose to use it in more of the traditional um, literal sense, but I have definitely seen where using that word to describe an attitude, it, I mean, it, it really does. And it, it's a great way to describe those character traits. Um, I think I work every day to become a better cattle woman and a horsewoman. Um, that word also takes on a little bit different meaning for me than, than cowgirl. And so I really, for me, I work hard every day to become a cattlewoman, someone who's knowledgeable of the industry and, um, not, not just how cattle work, but how they work in the big picture and how they tie into our agriculture industry. And then on top of all that, the professional aspect, being able to go into these cattle organizations and advocate and visit and just, just see what everyone else is talking about, what's being said, um, what's being retained. And so I think um, being a cowgirl, I use it literally, but I work every day to become, become a better cattle woman. I love that. Well, as you know, I ask all my guests the same last question on the podcast, and that's if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? So I was thinking about this and I love, first of all, I love this question. I think it's so fun. Um, and if I think the things that would be on my billboard, billboard, probably faith, family, ranching and eat beef. <laughs> all the things I stand for. I love that so much. Well, Addie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I know my listeners are really going to enjoy this and if you haven't pieced together, Addie is a sophomore in college. She is so well-spoken and you have a super bright future in the industry. And so I can't wait for people to connect with you from here and, and for them to get to know more about you. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for, for having me on. And again, I'm, I'm so thankful for our friendship and our relationship and your mentorship in my life. And I love what you're doing with all of your social media and your podcast. It's just so fun. And I always love getting to talk to you and visit with you. Well, thanks, girl. 
Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Basically Famous. I hope you've been inspired, challenged, and motivated to take on whatever today brings. Please be sure to follow us on social media at Basically Famous Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We'll see you next week.